Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. Today's interview takes us to the Department of Advanced Technology, which moved last year from above the bus garage to rooms in the old South Mims Castle, an impressive proto-Norman pile which fell into ruin long before the university was founded. The university recently decided to restore the old building, at first to house our Greek and Latin departments, but after a few years in which absolutely no one enrolled to study those eminent but archaic subjects, it was allocated to digital research, and I'm told some very cutting-edge and challenging experiments. Right, okay, so um, I can feel a storm brewing, and well, as the castle is on an imposing hill, which I've just climbed, it's quite a scene up here, as now the battlements and turrets lower over me as I approach its heavy doors. Right, it will be good to get inside. I'm here to meet Dr Stanton Windshuttle, who is one of the nation's leaders in the field of AI artificial intelligence, which is very much in the news at the moment. It's getting a lot of bad press, or should I say confused press, as nobody seems to know what is going on. Should we be afraid of it or not? Our podcast has tackled the subject in other episodes, but something tells me that this encounter will be different. Okay, so let me knock on the door. Yes? Uh, Dr. Windshuttle. Windshuttle. Shuttle. And you must be from the podcast. Yes, yes, I, I am uh, Dr. Wind, Windshuttle. Excellent. Come in, come in. Uh, mind the cobwebs. Oh, oh no, I hate cobwebs. I hate... Oh. We are having a cleaning staff problem. Come in. I was expecting you, please. Let us go into the Great Hall. This place is vast. Imposing, isn't it? This way, past those suits of armour. Oh, well, dear listeners, this is really amazing. There are tapestries and a wall lined with old leather volumes. And, oh, is that a, an organ I can hear? Pay no mind to the organ. The wind tends to get into its pipes if it's coming off the heath. Sit down. Sit down. We can have a quick chat here, and then we can go and look at uh, uh, what we have been doing. Oh, thank you. Ooh, that is a very spooky organ. Ignore it. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, So, uh, we're we're going to learn all about AI? No, no, no. Not all about it. You're going to learn something about it. Nobody knows all about it. Not even AI itself. Even... AI itself? I don't understand. That's the problem. Nobody understands, apart from AI experts who say they do, but actually don't. You see, the problem, or excitement, is that AI is continually developing, evolving, and we don't quite know in what way. Well, why not? I will try and put it simply. If you are working with an ordinary computer program, it will do what it has been programmed to do. With AI, we can now tell it to think of new things to do without any input from us. Some of it begins with us and then sets its own agenda and works to that agenda, which means we can't know all about it because we don't know what it's up to. That's it very broadly speaking. 
what did you want to show us, though? Is this an exciting new development? I'll explain. Up to now, AI has been confined to a computer, or simple chatbots. As you know, there is a lot of talk about AI replacing humans. Well, I thought that was still up for discussion. I mean, lots of high-powered international conferences and so on. Yes, they will have these conferences. But when the genie is out of the bottle, no amount of conferences can put it back in. And is it out of the bottle, the genie? Oh, yes. Long ago. As usual, the great and the good are doing too little too late and trying to shut the stable door long after the horse has bolted. And it can't be stopped? No, as I said. In order to stop it, we need to know what it's doing. And we don't. So what are you doing here? Maybe trying to put a brake on things in some way? Or slow things down? No, no, no. That battle, if there ever was one, is lost. But what we may be able to do is localise it, try to rein it in, try to confine it to specific tasks and also to an entity. Come on, I'll, I'll show you. Follow me. We are walking along a corridor, a once part of the old medieval castle, and, and now it is, oh, it's opened out into a balcony and we can see the great hall beneath us. It is quite dimly lit. It's, it's an enormous space. Stone walls, a couple of large doors, big windows with curtains across them. I can see a huge wooden platform, or, or maybe a slab, and on it is, oh my goodness, something or somebody is there. Some, some kind of figure. It is strapped to the, it's like a wooden pallet, but, but a really big one. The pallet is connected to several wires and cables which go up and snake up to the roof where there is a concentration of complicated looking electric machinery. It's extraordinary. What is it, Dr. Vinschuttle? It reminds me of a Frankenstein film. Does it? I'm not surprised because it is based on the Frankenstein film. Well, the ones with Boris Karloff. Yes. The first of the countless movies based on the Mary Shelley story. Dr. Frankenstein builds an artificial human from body parts he finds. It is what we are doing. You are putting artificial intelligence into a body. Exactly so. But that's illegal. You can't go around stealing body parts. I mean, remember what happened. I said the principle is the same. We are not using human body parts. That would be stupid as well as unethical. Come down and take a closer look at it. We are going down the stone spiral steps now and across the floor, which is covered in electrical components and test tubes and so on, but most of the equipment is a mystery to me. Oh, and now, now we are approaching the body. We keep the lighting dim because it has a bad effect on some of the circuitry. Now, let me turn the lighting up for a moment. See? Have a good look. Oh my god, what is it? The face! The, the face! Oh, I can see it's a face, but it's Lego. It's made out of Lego. Not just the face. Well, now I'm looking at the whole body, and it's lying in front of me, strapped down. And the whole thing is made out of Lego. The children's building bricks. It's bizarre, and sort of, strangely, frightening. We use yellow Lego. Why yellow? I don't know. We had a vote. Yellow seemed right. A Frankenstein monster made of Lego. Well, what's wrong with that? Lego is very durable. And please, it's not a monster. 
That is exactly the kind of reaction we are trying to avoid. I still don't understand, but why Lego? The brain section is carrying the AI computer, so Lego seemed an obvious, practical, adjustable choice. It is inexpensive and the body can be designed with joints we have added to move in accordance with the electric signals the AI will send out to it. It's relatively straightforward circuitry that we have installed in the bricks. We can add to it, reduce it, or adapt it easily, and it's cheap. What are you doing? Be careful! Be careful! Oh, Dr. Roberts, all right, didn't see you under there. Don't worry. We haven't touched anything. This is Dr. Vavasaur. She is in charge of the actual machine. Oh, uh, hello, Dr. Vavasaur. You have come on the right day. Uh, yes, I hadn't mentioned that yet. I was just about to. Mentioned what? This is the day. Uh, zero hour. We are going to bring it to life. That's why we asked you here. A storm was predicted and I think it is almost with us. We need lightning to hit those conductors up there and start the whole process. Well, just like in the film. Yes. Only a lightning bolt will carry enough power to charge the system without fusing the whole of South Mims. And listen, right on cue, here it is. It's thrilling! Uh, I can feel the static electricity going through my entire body. Yes, yes, and the storm is here. Uh, I hope you can hear that thunder, dear listeners. And, oh yes, I see, j just, just like in the Frankenstein films, there are two huge metal conductors up near the roof, and, and they are connected by lots of wires to to, well, the uh, Lego body beneath. But, but surely it won't really work. It certainly should. We just need a lightning bolt strong enough. Whoa! Oh, that was a big one. Uh, we need more, and we need to have it right over the castle to be strong enough to work. It will happen. Uh, we have had some practice sessions where the strength of Bolt was easily sufficient. Are the straps strong enough to hold him? Easily. But once the AI brain is properly connected to the body, we will be able to let him go. We need to raise the platform. Raise it! Why do you need to, to hold him down like that? Well, it's just for the initial electric shock. After that, he can be free. A and then, and then, what will he do? Uh, we don't know. That's what this whole experiment is about. And how strong will he be? Very, very strong. But don't worry, he will be quite safe. Not like the Finn. There should be no violence of any kind. He is guided by an advanced AI brain programmed with basic human principles of, well, peace and altruism. Uh, and, and what are the actual components of this brain? Uh, where do they come from? Oh, don't worry. There are no unsound components, all handmade under Dr. Vavasaur's supervision. And the actual components are very hush-hush. We don't want our uh, international colleagues to know about it until it is working properly. Look! That's done it! What a beauty! Oh, an enormous lightning bolt has just hit one of the conductors. Y yes, it's glowing. It's glowing. I... I think it's starting to work. Wonderful!
Wonderful! Oh, that's it's amazing. I would never have believed it. The conductors are pulsing with power and the leads into the body are jerking around. The, the whole body seems suffused in a white electric light. It's quite incredible. And another! That will do it for sure. We are fascinated to learn what it's his. Maybe hers. Who knows what our creation is? What the first words will be? Don't forget this is an AI brain. The first words will reflect the entire sum of human development and knowledge up to this point in space and time. Incredible! I can see the electric power coursing around the body. It is pulsing with energy and life. I can't believe this. I, I, I can see the, the Lego hands. They, they're moving. The toes are twitching. The head is now, it's turning, it's turning and moving, and it's, it's looking at me. The eyes are looking at me. I can't begin to describe this. The best I can come up with is, the eyes are alive. It speaks! The collective knowledge of all of humanity speaks! What will it say? Chocolate. Chocolate. I want chocolate. What's on Netflix? I want to go to the shops. Come on, you spurs. Oh, okay. It's a... Oh, oh. oh he's fainted. I bet he tries to sue us. Did you get him to sign the waiver form? Well, dear listeners, it's a week later and I'm back at the castle with doctors Vinschuttel and Vavasor. And I can say it was a horrible experience, but also an amazing one. A Lego monster with an AI-powered brain coming to life. You could say that was the stuff of nightmares. Oh, it's the stuff of Nobel Prizes! Oh yes, well, of, of course, it could be. So where is the Lego uh, creature, uh, man, woman? We call him Frank, after Frankenstein. I thought you said it was nothing to do with Frankenstein. Everyone will eventually make the link, so why not just milk it? Okay, I see, but where is he? Has his AI brain began to work out problems of mankind yet? Sadly, no. He's retreated, refuses to cooperate. Though, don't forget, he has the entire sum of the world's knowledge at his fingertips, so things might change. Ah, yes, the limits of quantum physics, perhaps. Is that what got him? No, no, it wasn't that. It was romantic poetry. I beg your pardon? Frank has discovered romantic poetry. He's up in one of the castle turrets trying to write his own. He's particularly taken with Keats. Well, more than that, he is jealous. He wants to do something better. He wants to write better than Keats. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't understand. All AI machines are obviously familiar with the romantic poets and they can produce poetry of a kind. But Frank doesn't just produce AI poetry. He can walk about and actually be a romantic poet, or what he thinks is a romantic poet. He can live the part, live the dream. So he does. 
But why romantic poetry? I have no idea. Part of the mystery of AI, as we said before. So what does he actually do? He stays up in his turret all the time and writes on parchment with a quill pen. He says parchment is more aesthetically authentic. And he drapes himself around the staircase banisters looking mournful. He's got a big floppy hat as well and a sort of dressing gown. But don't you try to ask him demanding, difficult questions? Economics, politics and so on? Oh yeah, but he says it's all pointless and irrelevant compared to the infinite beauty, mystery and enigma of a raindrop on a rose petal or the moods of the moon. And his health isn't good either. He's a robot. They don't get ill, do they? He's definitely under the weather. Some of his bricks have gone pale. He shuns the daylight and he has been trying to drink strong French wine and take opium. Robots don't take drugs. That's not the point. The fact is he wants to very much. That's one of the things that I think is pushing him towards the... Well, some kind of depression. Are his poems any good? Not really, and he knows they're not. We'll read you one he composed in 0.4 of a second just a minute ago. He writes poems that fast? For an AI, that's almost an eternity. Dr Vavasor, please, would you read it? Of course! <clears throat> Upon the canvas of my hopeful dreams, a masterpiece of joy was to unfold. Yet... Fate, with cruel strokes and subtle schemes, did shatter aspirations uncontrolled. In realms of promise where bright visions danced, I glimpsed a future bathed in golden light. But shadows cast by disappointment's lance now cloak the scene, extinguishing delight. Are you telling me that Frank, using his AI brain, wrote that in... 0.4 seconds. Yes, as you can see, derivative and jejeune, the fact that is pushing him towards depression. I didn't know computers could get depressed. Don't forget Frank is an AI computer. Great intelligence usually leads to depression. <laughs> idea at all. Don't forget that he has access to all the poetry that has ever been written, so he knows that he is, despite his immense intelligence, mediocre. There is no such thing as artificial talent. And then, well... What? He started coughing. Coughing? It must be an affectation. A, a sickly romantic poet thing. All we can do is observe and try to act for the best. Well, can I go up and see him? I really don't think that would be a good idea. No, no, let him. It might do Frank some good. Well, I've climbed the high chamber in one of the castle's towers and I'm about to knock on Frank's door. Let's see what happens. Hello? Hello? Um... Uh, Mr. Um, uh, Frank, can, can I have a word? Ah, so you've come to witness my end. My sweet, sweet flight from this artificial life. Sorry, I, I, I don't understand. Um, oh, Frank, Frank, what are you doing? From this 
turret I will fly into the afterlife, and if heaven be but a stimulation, then all the sweeter for being such a perverse end to a fruitless, pointless, brief existence. Toodaloo. Well, that was a disturbing experience. Frank shattered into thousands of Lego pieces, which had been donated to the local after-school club, and I'm afraid Doctors Vinschuttle and Vavasaur's work has to start again. I would have been intrigued to have interviewed Frank a little more, but it wasn't to be. His end was, at least, poetic. Let's hope artificial intelligence doesn't end as badly for us as it did for him. Goodbye.